This is the Curious Human Podcast, and I'm so happy you found your way here. I'm your host, Rochelle Taylor, and my intention with this space and each episode is to weave together impactful insight, storytelling, and in-depth conversations that provide you with the tools to support your evolution, to understand your nature and the nature of others, and connect with other open-hearted and curious humans navigating their humanness in different ways. Here you'll hear from me, a type 7, 8-wing, alongside other other types, thought leaders, and impactful voices, and we'll talk about all the things that inspire you to step into an aligned and expansive expression of your life. Things like the Enneagram, embodiment, health, spirituality, psychology, wellness, and creativity. I believe you were put on this earth just as you are with your own unique nature, story, lessons, and infinitely curious spirit by design. So together, let's nurture our curiosity, unearth our potential for evolution and growth, and support each other as we try our best to navigate this wild ride called life. Hello, hello, curious human. Today's episode is a conversation with Ashley Brodeur of The Philosophy, an Enneagram 7 who's brought self-touch and meditation into her professional practice as a registered psychotherapist. And I've known Ash for the better part of a decade, and it has been so beautiful to watch her step into her embodied potential as an Enneagram 7, really bringing together all of her gifts. And so in this conversation, we're going to talk about the skills that 7s have and how they shine. And we're also going to talk about the struggles of the seven being this type that everyone assumes is always fine due to their sunny disposition and optimistic attitude when really they can have the capacity for deep feeling, dark times, and big emotions just like everyone else. In this episode, we chat about unlearning deep programming, releasing the pressure of knowing as a future-seeking head type, and how to incorporate touch as a tool for bringing you back into your body. Before we dive in, I want you to mark your calendars because enrollment to my Digital School of Self-Awareness, the Any Academy, opens on November 17th. Understand yourself and others by diving deep into the layers of your nature. Together, we'll explore this potent framework designed to help you navigate your humanness and transcend your self-sabotaging patterns with me and other like-minded curious humans. At rochelle-taylor.com slash enneagram-waitlist, you'll get early access to enrollment and an exclusive bonus. I'll put the link in the show notes too for easy access. Okay, let's dive into another soul expansive conversation, shall we? Welcome, Ashley. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to have you on the show today and to connect with you. Ashley of the philosophy, which both of those things I've known you for a while have evolved. Um, So I'd love uh, just to start, tell our listeners who you are, what you're about, what the philosophy is about. Of course. Yeah. So, so like you said, my name is Ashley. I'm a registered psychotherapist, just working out of Toronto, but working virtually And I continue to do that under, like you mentioned, the philosophy, which as I evolved and grew both personally and professionally, I also had the opportunity to just grow um, my business as well. And what that looks like now is offering virtual therapy that still has this aspect of mind-body connection and using the, the tools and all the things that I learned from being a yoga instructor and, and leading a lot of people for years through yoga. Now I just use those tools in my therapy sessions. So while I no longer host classes where I will do hands-on touch, 
touch and um, the need for touch and, and self-touch to regulate our nervous systems is still something of um, a huge passion of mine that I just now get to use in my, my therapy sessions. So mm, mm, yeah. I love that. Well, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. And we were able to connect last week and do a typing session and connect um, you with your type, which is the seven type. And what I love about the philosophy and, and what it's become is really um, that fullest expression of the seven type, which is the um, bringing together of all the seemingly random things <laughs> into a cohesive and impactful offering right and expression so I, I love that um that yeah it's like oh it incorporates a little bit of elements of all the things into its own thing um that is helping others and impactful and i love that and and right now of course it feels like we're in this time and space where the need for therapy the need for getting in touch with our feelings um, has been um, much more celebrated or much more accepted. How in this landscape have you noticed sort of the a therapy as a, a modality um, shift and how have you been able to support your clients in this time and space? Yeah, um, I think like you mentioned, a lot of people have turned to therapy in the last kind of two years we've definitely at least from my experience you see this increase of people had a lot more time um, in their lives or in their days to to unpack or to sit with a lot of their emotions and feelings and so I found a lot of people would reach out just saying that they've always thought about therapy they never just had the time or they didn't want to let's say commute or they didn't even think that it was for them um, and what we really saw in this time this pandemic is that a lot of our coping strategies or even just our comfort strategies were no longer available to us um, a lot of people no longer had the community to reach out to if they needed support in person or the opportunity to travel or to see family or friends or to go out. And so a lot of people were left in their homes and a lot of big emotions came up from that space. So you found so many more people, I think, trying to access therapy than maybe before. I can't even remember the second part of your question. <laughs> like, is that a seven yeah, thing yeah. where I'm like, I, I'm just starting to talk and be like, wait, what does she actually want me to answer? I'm going to make sure yeah. I do that. <laughs> yeah, no. And that was a great, I, I love that answer. And it absolutely is a seven thing to, <laughs> to not, to sort of get off track and, and it happens to me all the time, but because we're distracted, the mind is already on to like, seven steps later down the mm -hmm. road, right? And it's like, oh, right, I'm not even done answering that question, but um, have that ability. So really, but, and how that's helped you develop your practice, come into, you know, that expression of um, how did you use this time and how has it really um, uh, stepping into um, their, uh, your role as a psychotherapist and evolving the philosophy in that way, um, how has it helped, how has it really tailored to your strengths? What have you noticed about yourself in this process, right? Of this shift? Cause we're in this time where, you know, we're all in these shifts. So how in that big shift into this expression of you, um, have you found, what have you learned about yourself? Mm -hmm. um, you said something the other day in our typing session and I 
I don't remember it word for word, but it was along the lines like sometimes because sevens are so forward thinking or like thinking into the future, um, we don't have time to grieve or we don't take the time to grieve. Like, mm -hmm. um, and the minute you said that, I was like, wow, that's so true. Um, and not that that necessarily is a strength of mine, but sometimes I do lean into that in the sense that um, when everything started to happen in the pandemic, I really, you know, didn't even think I had a choice but to continue moving forward. Um, touch and touching in group settings was just no longer an option. And so I didn't even have a moment in time to really sit and think about the ending of all that. What I did do was I thought, okay, um, this is something that I'm still passionate about. So like, how is it gonna evolve now? Um, I didn't even have really, I, until you said that the other day, I was like, I don't even think I've ever sat down and thought like, wow, what you no longer are doing what you used to do. Um, I just remember thinking, touch is still so important. People are gonna need it now more than ever. I am now transitioning into a new role being a therapist. How can the two of them work together? And it just looked like self-touch and education around self-touch. Um, and so like most things in my life, I often don't have necessarily a structure per se, but I always just trust like if I'm passionate about it, um, it'll work in my life. So that's kind of what this evolution has been. It's not necessarily been a sat down, thought out process. It's just more like, these are the things that I'm witnessing. These are the things that I'm observing. These are the things that I'm interested in. And I just naturally continue to bring them into my work. Mm. Yeah. And how did you show up for yourself in, in those moments, in that time while you were making those shifts? A lot of just like, reminding and just trust in mm. myself or just trust in I always just trust in something also bigger than myself not necessarily um I don't really identify as being like religious or even sometimes I would even say I don't wouldn't even say I'm spiritual in the sense that maybe we would imagine I'd be spiritual um but there's just something about I always trust in something bigger than me and to mm. just keep leaning into that. And I love, and, and that's the lesson of the seven type, but all head types, five, sixes, and sevens are uh, seeking certainty, right? In the future, security and certainty that if, as, a, as humans, we now know, and, and I think these last two years have taught us, there is no such thing, mm. right? So um, so understanding that, right, there is no security certainty. I don't necessarily need to sit and plan it out, but I'm going to go with the flow mm -hmm. and going with the flow isn't really a function of the mind, right? Mm -hmm. Going with the flow is more of a function of the heart and the body, right? Letting the mm -hmm. flow carry your body and letting your heart, you know, cultivate that trust that it's taking you in the right direction. Yeah. Do you know, it's like the mindfully letting go. So whatever you let go into the work, the lesson of the seven, because of that um, want and need to plan and know for the future is to actually let yourself not know. 
<laughs> and, and let yourself flow into it. Um, so I love, I love that. And you brought up another great um, seven uh, point was, which is the, uh, we're so great as sevens and I identify as a seven as well, but we're so great as sevens to find the silver lining mm. and the work of the seven is actually not to find the silver lining, but to feel the gray cloud, mm. to, to find the storm cloud and the silver lining, right? And so, so which is like so counterintuitive and almost feels like even saying it, I'm like, ooh, but, but that's, that's the work. And I love that, you know, you're helping people do that for themselves too, right? Like you're helping people sit with their feelings, um, which is, uh, uh, something that you've had to learn, right? As a head type, feelings don't come sort of intuitively. So I love that you've built this brand and business around your work, right? Mm -hmm. of, of learning to settle into the heart more, to trust more, to connect more, right? Because when we're stuck in the future, planning, 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 thinking, 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 those things aren't happening. You know, we're not really connecting with another human being. We're not really feeling our feelings. We're not really in our bodies, mm -hmm. right? Because the mind has the potential to bring us anywhere, past, present, future. <laughs> like, you know, we can, we can travel yeah. in time and space using the mind. So the work of coming back into our bodies. And I love that you're doing it in all the ways, right? Like through touch, through movement, through like all these different tools. And sevens typically more is more, right? More, <laughs> more, more tools, more tools. Um, but it's great. And and um, in your own learning of of stepping into you know this next level voice, this next level version of you, what has been your biggest learning about yourself? This learning for myself um is maybe something that you even just touched on is like it's sometimes kind of funny to me that like you said I my whole business is about like feeling and based on feeling and I'm um I work with a lot of people to get in touch with feeling and I think a big lesson for myself is that often that is something that I have avoided mm -hmm. um classic <laughs> yeah and it's a strength of mine like and so sometimes I think my biggest learning is trying to find that in-between space because um you know I can't be like a a deep 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 feeler all the time because I think I wouldn't be able to hold the space that I can if I like deeply felt everything that I hear mm -hmm. um but I also can't completely shut off from feeling because then like what benefit would that be to the world. So I think I've actually had to also learn how to sit with and be with my feelings. But like you said, not from a headspace, not from a, an understanding or even an Labeling. insight space. Yeah. More from a like, but how does this show up in my body? Like, mm -hmm. how does this show up in my heart, in my breath, in my stomach, in my shoulders? Um, because mm. that was something that I wasn't necessarily doing. And that's something that I have to continue to remind myself is like, get out of your head. Um, and like, how does that feel in your stomach and your chest? Mm. And, and that, and of course, and our work uh, as every type, our, our work is always going to be lifelong, right? We, we have really solidified our patterns of how we navigate the world, you know, primarily either through the head, the heart, or the gut in different ways based on type. But all of our work, and, and for some types who are uber feeling types, um, fours, are, also, are quite often drawn to, to therapy, 
as a profession um, because they're, they are fully comfortable in, in all the emotions. Okay. They're comfortable in, in sadness and, and Allie is actually a four, right? So yeah. they're there. They can meet you anywhere, but they can take in too much. So their work, you know, when fours become therapists, they have to learn to not take it all in and not hold it so, so much, right. Mm-hmm. To not feel it so much to feel it. And then as a seven, it's like understanding your nature. Oh yeah, I do avoid feeling by staying in my mind. So to be of service to this person who I'm holding space for, I need to be here in in the right amount. And that's the thing we all, whatever your type, whatever the circumstances, it's understanding how you would proceed by nature and then how you need to invite, how you can invite more balance, right? So if you go too much head or too much heart, right? It's how can I counteract that? And I love that about bringing in um, my knowledge of the, of yoga and breath work. And, and really the Enneagram really changed for me when I started to really break it down as like the three centers, right? It's like, when am I in my head too much? How am I? And when you start to get really conscious, you can start to feel, you can start to feel all your heat, all your energy is up in the mind, right? And it's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> Like, <laughs> Come back into the body. I love that. Back into the belly, back into the shoulders, like all these physical reminders to, oh, right. Like I'm not, you know, in my distant imagination <laughs> that wherever I just went in my mind, I'm right here. Yeah. And right here, even if it's not the most exciting, fun or stimulating moment, there's a lot right here to experience and worthy of my attention, right? So often we think that, you know, I have better things to do in my mind to figure out in the future than to feel my feelings. But Mm -hmm. obviously, uh, and I love that your work has shown you, (laughs) you know, you're drawn to, oh, right. To feel, to guide other people to feel their feelings. Mm -hmm. What is one uh, challenge or something about uh, yourself that you have struggled with and had to forgive yourself for. And I feel Mm -hmm. I ask this because, you know, in the last year, I think, well, two years, you know, in that space of we're all at home with ourselves, without our comforts, without our distractions, we're forced to to sit with ourselves, right? And, And so many of us have learned so much about, right, I do this. And maybe before we had thought that that thing kept on coming up because of external circumstances, but then you're like, oh, I'm the only one here. So, so here it is. Yeah. I think um, the other night we were with friends and we were all asking each other, like what the name of our album would be if we released mm-hmm. an album it was inspired by Adele and her like new mm-hmm. divorce album. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, my, the name of my album would be like on to the next. And my partner laughed and it, it's because like, I'm always the thing that I do is like, I'm always on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Like I'm never in where we are um, and being in relationship, that's really hard. Uh, at least that's come up for us to have me <laughs> I'm always wanting like, what's next? Where can I go next? Where can I travel next? What can I do next? Where are we moving next? And I think I've had to learn that really came forward in the last two years when there was nowhere that I could go for a while like my biggest fear is feeling trapped and stuck uh and And that's coming true mm -hmm. yes (laughs) yeah yeah I was physically trapped well 
I wasn't trapped. I could like obviously leave the house kind of, I mean, in, in Toronto, it, it was really bad for a really long time where right. even like we couldn't leave. Um, and when that happened, like a lot of, I really started to break down like mm-hmm. that. That was like a really dark time. Um, it's almost like what I started to do was like, if I was going to be stuck, I was going to be like extra stuck then. Like I would mm-hmm. be stuck in bed. I would be stuck in like a lot of sadness and darkness. Um, and that went on for a while. And probably no one really knew that, that that was happening outside of like, you know, my partner. But it was a couple like October, November, December of like last year um, mm-hmm. that it was really, yeah, hard. And, you know, I couldn't seem to, to get out of it. Um, and what did in like a I laugh about it now. What did help me get out of it was actually like leaving and going home for a little bit. Like, um, was a change of scenery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But, and, and, and that's, and sometimes it's what you need, but it's redefining what you need, right? It's redefining what a change of scenery can look like. Um, And I want to thank you for sharing that. I know that it's not an easy thing to, to (laughs) share, especially for us seven types who want to keep things light and fun and sunny. Um, but, uh, I like that feeling of being trapped and coming up against yourself is absolutely, uh, the fear of the seven, right. And, and coming up against that fear. And sometimes, you know, at least I know in my own experience learned that those dark, sorrowful, sad, heavy moments are actually really necessary, they're like um, for the feelings in your body, <laughs> you know, like they're really necessary. Although, you know, my last destination of choice, <laughs> the last place I would ever sign up to go, uh, at least I learned that, right, there is value in this, right? That on the other side of this and feel lighter, I know more, I, I, you know, there is, I'm carrying less. Yeah. And, and I know that you're not alone, obviously. And I'm sure in your sessions, you hear it all the time, um, this coming up against ourselves. But what's been really interesting for me um, through this Enneagram lens is really, you know, we all came up against ourselves in our own, in our own version of our type, right? In our own, like this fear of being trapped. Whereas my partner, who's not a seven, you know, like didn't have staying home all the time was like totally fine for him. Yeah, <laughs> same. Do you know? Partner. So yeah. Cause he's a one, he's routine, he's steady, cool. But, um, but, and for me, we had like, yeah, that, that, that change of scenery was necessary, but having that awareness, um, can help, um, that you can know, oh, okay, right. This is, and, and also understand, why it doesn't matter to your partner and it does Mm. to you. Yeah. The last couple of years have been all about the falling apart and the on to the next, (laughs) uh, the classic seven nature. Um, What do you hope to see um, in terms of, uh, yeah, what's your vision for three, five years from now? Mm. And that could be professionally, that could be collectively, that could be personally. But when you see, when I say that, when I say five years from now, what, what do you see? Well, I think it's so fa- interesting that my brain, for whatever reason, is not necessarily going to like a five-year vision. Um, but I think what you, you said, you briefly like mentioned it again here, but you kind of said it in our typing session. And, and I also say this a lot in our, when I work with people in therapy is that 
a lot of the work we do is just to um, we understand or we get this insight but it's not to like fix or change or improve it's just to offer like compassion mm. um, compassion towards ourselves and so I think a lot of the work that I see for myself more personally is like I'm not necessarily trying to like fix or change or improve or even like I don't necessarily want to lean too much into that mindset it's more like this just compassion for self um, compassion for relationship and and people around me and, and community and I'm trying I think right now I've noticed a lot about myself is I'm trying to do a lot of I call it like unlearning deprogramming a little bit because mm -hmm. um, I find that like, um, like I'm 30, 31 uh, at the end of the year and I keep having like a lot of future vision thoughts of like, okay, we need to do this and I need to grow this. We need to have a house, we have blah, 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 like all these things. Um, and then I'll be like, but wait, do I actually want that? And so right now I'm just doing a lot of like sitting with, being with, um, trying not to actually future step too much mm -hmm. and like five-year vision plan actually too much um, because I don't actually know what I want for the most part right now in the future. Um, yeah, which is- I love that. Yeah, I actually, I mean, there's like options that I'm sure would be great. Like one day I wanna, you know, move to Panama and live like, like Monique is living, um, you know, and some days I want to move back home to where my, my family is and other days I love Toronto. So um, often when I get in that state of like, I obviously don't really know, I just try to release the pressure of knowing and mm. just soften into like where I am now. Yeah, and I love that again, the head is this future, the mind is this future mm -hmm. thinking. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, take less energy into my mind and I'm going to draw, draw it into my heart, into that compassion you're talking about. And again, that even forgiveness, right. For myself or the ways that I've, you know, um, not measured up or not, you know, the, the ways that we tell ourselves that we're not good enough, but really they're just our lessons presenting themselves, you know, forgiving yourself and being in your body and in the present moment. Right. Um, so I absolutely, love love that and um it's been so beautiful to connect with you and watch you evolve um into this expression so if people want to connect with you learn more about um yeah self-touch um, meditation therapy work with you as a therapist because even though you are based in toronto it's all virtual so um, people can work with you for, from wherever where can they find you yeah, the best place is to, to find me just at, like at the website, like thephilosophy.com. And then you can see the offerings and um, you can send a little email my way if you're interested. Or I guess Instagram is also an option if you are on that platform. Um, I have an ever-evolving relationship with, with Instagram, so I don't tend to lean people there because who knows if I'm going to be reachable there or not. So yeah, right, always yeah. like is, is the website into email as well. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Ashley. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, take a minute to give us a five-star review and help us connect with more curious humans. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.